Alright, so here we are, episode 13, Riding Shotgun with Norm and Jim. Today we've got a guest with us, Andrew T., Andrew Tancini. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. How about yourself? Alright. How's your week going? Good. Uh, I was just telling you earlier, we had our uh, electricity out twice. This is the third time this summer from being in our house for 10 years, never had it out. And it, it was out for like maybe two hours this morning and it came back on and I was like, oh, it feels good to be back in the first world country with electricity. You know, I was like, <laughs> I know. you know, please let it run all day today, sir, please. It's amazing what you take for granted. You yeah. lost your car. You have, yeah. you have a new development, so you're underground as well. Yeah. You're underground, right? Yeah, yeah, but everything outside of my home where we live, our development is above, so... Yeah. That goes down. It doesn't make a difference. So that's from that perspective. Yeah. So it was the year before Hurricane Sandy, Hurricane Irene. We lived down here on Evansburg Road. You know, we had that big home right mm-hmm. out here, and um, we lost our power for five days in Hurricane Irene because a tree fell across my neighbor's right on the wires. Fell across the wires. So it was four houses. We didn't have power because there were so many power outages. They didn't care about four houses mm-hmm. living out here in the borough. You know, it was like, first night, whatever, right? It, it, when it gets dark, I think it was like October, that one hit. It's like first night, you're like, all right, I can get by on this. Second night, what the shit, you know? Third night, you're starting to go a little bit like, what the hell is every time a truck comes by? Like, are they going to turn my power on? Yeah. At one point, they turned the power on down the street that way and all the way up that way and just left us four houses. I was like, you're getting kidding me. So, yeah, he's, I mean, thank God I had the generator. At least I had some light and... But since I've been here, we were here a month, and we lost our power, and um, it was like a really bad rainstorm, so I branded the generator into the sump pump down there in case it was filling mm. up. And um, that was the only time I've ever had to use that for that sump pump since. Sump pump never fills up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like uh, never. I mean, we've had some crazy rain in the last year. Yeah. And good. Oh, yeah. Forgot the crack. Yeah, it's a tradition, so. There we go. Good job. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait, I know. (laughs) So, crazy news this past week. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Will Smith. Okay. What the hell? What are you doing? You didn't see that interview with him and his wife? No. Hmm? I read uh, briefly about it. uh, Something... And correct me if I'm wrong. She's hooking up with some guy that's like a real young guy, and a rapper. And he has this rapper, you know, living the dream. I mean, she's pretty. I mean, I always thought she was attractive. I always thought Will Smith could do better, and she's a little bit of a bitch. Yes, she is pretty, but Will, Will. I mean, all those women he had in the movies. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, well, he's a good-looking guy too, though. Yeah, he I mean, is. Think about he's it. cool. He, uh, he's talented. He does has a certain amount of talent. So. Uh, but good for that young guy. I mean, he has a girlfriend and a super. It's like Debbie Moore, but like the for you know something but beautiful. So what do they do? So here's the thing. Divorce? What are they doing? He has an interview. He's hosting the interview with his wife. And there's all this rumors out there on Instagram. This guy said three years ago I hooked up. I had a relationship going with Jada Pinkett Smith. Blah blah blah. So Will asks her during this live interview, and she says, "Yes." But we were on a break. It sounded like the Friends episode. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> Remember that, Russ? Wow. Ross, I mean Russ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on a break. When he cheats on, uh, I think it's Jennifer Aniston. Right? Wow. Yeah, so. And how do we take Will's it? face, though. 
Like, the, his face was like the, the crying Jordan meme. He just was like, oh, man. He's like, okay, wow. the truth comes out. She just said, yeah. Do you think it was staged a little bit? They took the script Had it? Been. Had to be. So he knew. I guess he did. He just... I guess it was like they planned this interview out, and it was like that's how they're going to. They get have it a out. strange relationship. They always talk about having an open relationship. I guess yeah, so. that's goofy to begin. Even like, and every parent raises their child up, you know, how they see fit. But their style of parenting is just way different than I could ever refer to. And I, obviously, we don't. You know, they have ultra. They're ultra wealthy, so it's, even that adds to a different level of yeah. rearing. It was very weird. So. The other news, I saw a video of this guy, and every time we go on vacation, you know, we go down to Hilton Head, we can rent canoes, and we go on this lake, and there's alligators on the banks, you know, and you just like, eh, you know, you laugh. Well, this guy rented a canoe, it wasn't in South Carolina, I don't know where it was, somewhere, um, but he's got the GoPro on, and you see the alligator come right at him, boom, hits the... Hits the canoe and knocks him off. Did you see that? Yeah, the kayak. He was a kayak. 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 That's yeah. exactly it. my bad. Yeah. But it made me think of all those times we're sitting there looking at these gators and I'm always like, they won't come here. They don't want to be bothered. That guy got knocked over into the water. Well, anything I didn't happen when they bite him and they attack him? Anything? No. I don't know because it, it kind of looked like it pulled back after that, right? It was. It seemed I could never see a, a conclusion to what happened. But yeah, the only thing stopped. I can think of it, maybe there was like a little babies. Because I was in the Everglades, like the National Park there, on a bike, and I'm like next to the 10-foot gear, like, and these things were coming at me, which is a good thing, because they've been really but how weird. fast that gator comes at them? Because I was in the water. It was that's so they fast. Jimmy, it was like, it was like yeah. a shark coming at him. It was like, wow. Yeah. And it was like on top of the water kind yeah. of thing. It was like, boom, he just maybe hits right, was, Maybe it was right near their nest or kids. Something, They yeah. had babies or something. Dude, their tail is so strong. That, oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny, they're like, you know, like that, the leftover from the dinosaurs, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Reptilian yeah, things, so. So we got sports returning, that's a good thing. Yeah. Baseball, oh. I was watching the Phils a little bit last night. Yeah, was it an inter-squad game? Or? No, no, they played the, the Nationals in a pre, pre, not spring training, whatever, preseason, whatever you want to call it. So they had a game last night, they won 7-3, I think. So, okay. So, uh, yeah. Where'd they play? Down in uh, Washington. Okay, cool. No crowd. They pumped crowd noise in. It was kind of strange. Even the announcers for ESPN were at their homes. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's so it was really, really, really different. But, I mean, it was still baseball. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I just want to see baseball. I just want to see yeah. real baseball. Because I, I know you were watching a little bit of that Korean baseball. Yeah. I didn't watch any of that. Yeah, but uh, then uh, the regular season kicks off Thursday night. I definitely watched a few innings of the Korean baseball. I thought yeah. it was kind of neat. Yeah. Do you have to have special, like... Broadcasting or something to watch a bit. I haven't I seen so. anything for like for the, Phillies. Uh, or well, that was on Major League uh, Network. Right. I don't know if you have that. Okay. But they did have the Yankees Mets on ESPN last night as well. That was on uh, okay. Night. Okay. So I mean, All that right. was decent too. I think it was in Shea and it was again empty. So it's very strange. I saw this week that baseball. the Blue Jays can't play in Toronto. I saw that they can't play in. Anywhere. Where are they going to play? They're trying to figure that out now. Wow. I'm sure there's an old stadium they can share some I mean, of the stadium. Does it really matter? I mean, it's yeah, only a minor league place. Near unless you live up there. Well, they have. Yeah. They, they do have that, that AAA in Buffalo. Right. Play it's there. a nice baseball Done. field. I've been there. Um, Fucking, and nobody can go, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. You're not looking at the field of joint. Yeah. But they do have their minor league is in Dunedin, Florida. 
but I don't think they want to play in Florida. They don't want to be in Florida right now. So Buffalo would be fun, and you don't, you're not looking to fill a place. They're not having a minor league this year anyway. That's actually smart. Triple yeah. A Buffalo. I mean, it New York's on the man, and consider like there's a good nothing in Buffalo from right all now. the protocols. Yeah, like I solved, I solved the Blue Jays problem. You're welcome. Thank you. There you go, Blue Jays. There you go. Done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's probably now the real work comes in. The contracts and the lawyers will talk about it. So I hear they're going to have a DH in both American and National. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't like it in the National League. I mean, I guess I'm so used to seeing it in the American League and not in the National League. You know, I, I always, you know, I'm a, an American League guy somewhat with the Red Sox, but I always enjoy the National League game because then at some point you have to pull the pitcher in a close game because you want that guy. Hey, we got the, the go-ahead runs at second. We got this guy. We don't want the pitcher. And it was more strategy yes, involved. Yes. You know, so I always enjoyed that part. Like, what are they going to do? Exactly. You know, I is do, it, I like that too. Bump Gardner and let him swing away. But if it's this guy, we need to pinch hit. Which is amazing, right? Because it's like, and it's been so much of that now. It's like they bring in, all right, lefty on the righty, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, the strategy, and they're going to bring in that relief pitcher. And it's like, just as you said, that, that guy that's on second base is one out, pitcher's up in the batter's box, you know, or whatever, two outs. So you go for it, he's pitching a gym. Do we pull exactly. him now and try to get that lead? Or would he let him swing away and we'll, we'll try next again? So it's that, you know, gamesmanship that is now kind of gone. Yeah. Uh, I agree, so. 100%. What's the thought process to why to take it away, or to have it in the National League? Why? I would assume that you're, they're only doing a 60-game schedule, and they want these pitchers to pitch longer in the game. Right? Finally, after how many years? I, I think that's what they're probably trying to do. They're trying to prevent you know some type of injury or something like that. And, you only have 60 games, so maybe you only need to keep so many pitchers. Right. And let them pitch through. we got plenty of hitters, you know, that type of thing. Because so many of these teams are built around the bullpen now in the National yeah. League. Yeah, you look it's at like, the Brewers. They're all bullpen. Right. And the Royals a few years ago. It's a strategy, you know. Yeah. Did you say the Royals? The Royals a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, when they were in the World Series. They were in the World Series. They had a great bullpen. Yeah. So the DH, I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I'm, I've always been indifferent on it. Um, yeah, me too. I have always liked the fact that there was a difference between American and national, and these guys could prolong their careers by becoming a DH, but yeah. in only half the league did they have that opportunity. <laughs> so, I don't know, I'm a, I am a baseball purist, um, but I like some of the changes they've made in baseball. I like the expansion of baseball playoffs. I'd like to see it expanded a little further. I don't like the one-game playoff. I'd rather see that be minimum of a three-game playoff mm-hmm. in the first round. You play 162 games. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. You're still giving them an opportunity. Yeah. And the Giants, you know, the Giants made that work. They went to Pittsburgh. I was staying at a hotel, could watch the game. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner pitched that one game, knocked the Pirates out, who had a good season, and went on and won the World Series. Yeah. I mean, it's always yeah. interesting when they, in the, the World Series, when they play by whoever has the home field advantage. So in the National League, they'll play by the National League rules. Yeah. American, and, you know, the times the Sox run it, you know, Ortiz would be hot. And like, okay, yeah. we got to pull the first baseman. He's going to have to put a glove on for a couple of games. Yeah. And it was, you know, okay, then the National League, do we bunt it towards him? So there was always that, uh-oh, how are we going to handle this? And it made it a little more interesting. I uh, was lukewarm about interleague play when it started. I loved it. Like, oh, this is great. 
Phillies are going to get to go play Fenway. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, they get to see the different stadiums. I was like digging all that. Yeah. And then when they started to do uh, Kansas City and, you know, and it was like, you know, I liked it when it was NL East, AL East. You know, when you had those rivalries, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Yankees, the Red Sox. And, you know, and then it just got watered down to me. And then they started playing the game. I liked it in the beginning because it was like, okay, this is this is uh, interleague play week, and everybody was doing so their interleague. in June, and then yeah, they started yeah. doing it every day, every yeah. every they, week. They were doing it in like September, which I think in September you should be playing your own division because yeah. yeah. that's yeah. when a, a yeah. playoff hunt is really happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I digged it too when they first did it, and this year you're really going to see that because it's East against East. They're only playing within your division. You're only playing an interleague squad against Eastern teams. So you're going to see a lot of uh, Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, but I mean, it's just a one-year thing, and let's give it a shot and see, let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Thoughts on baseball Hall of Fame and steroids? What do you think? Oh, that's a tough one because uh, I, I don't think there was an actual rule at the time, right? No. Uh, and it's and then it's like, well. Everybody's kind of doing it, and I don't like uh, certain players like McGuire and Bond, so I have a bias into it. And I, but I, then also, you know, say Roger Clemens, suppose they did it, and to me, he's awesome. But I don't know. I don't. I. 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 And my guy, I say no. Just if you can do it without it, cause baseball is a really hard sport. You know, a lot of those kids work work so hard to get to that the show and you want to just get it you're still playing now you have to get an extra edge it's just that greedy ass I don't know that's a lot right there <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, for me it's a real tough call you know because you know the baseball hall of fame it's a museum so it's t- yeah. teaching you about the sport yeah. and all those guys were part of the history of the sport but you know like you said it's a greedy thing guy like to me guys like Bonds and Clemens they, they were going to be in the Hall of Fame anyway. They Absolutely. just got greedy, especially Barry Bonds. Like Barry Bonds ended up with all these homers. To me, he's not the home run champ. Hank yeah. Aaron still is the home yes. run champ. You know, he didn't get the 3,000 hits. If he didn't do steroids, he would have been a first ballot Hall of Fame reason. He would have got 500 homers, 3,000 hits. He wouldn't have got all those walks. He would have got a ton more steals. He just got greedy and jealous of McGuire and Sosa that summer. So he wanted to be, you know, the big shot. And he just went overboard. And same thing with Clemens. Clemens started kind of going downhill. The Sox got rid of him. And if you remember, he went to the uh, uh, Blue Jays. He started off like 5-5, five and five, looked very mediocre. Then all of a sudden he won 15 games in a row. And from that point on, he like won all these Cy Youngs again. It's like, yeah. it's like reborn. Mm-hmm. And that's about the time this guy said, hey, that's about the time he started doing steroids. I mean, do they deserve to be Was in the Hall of Fame? No, that was Bonds to Valco. I know Bond. I think some guy named McNamee was his. Uh, oh, that's right. That he guy, testified. And he's the he one was that a former cop, and he was Florida. He was out. in Florida. I think so. Yeah. And then he he he, he oh, actually yeah. said Clemens came to him and said, "Hey, what about getting on the steroids and doing Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a big story. Yeah, it was huge. He, that's that's what, what, his wife was, was somehow linked into it, right? Clemens' his wife. wife. She might have been. She might have been lying about something too. They might have had it sent to her house or something. I don't know. But I mean, that's a tough call. I mean, do they deserve to be in it? If they deserve them to be in it, then the original eight guys have to be subject to be put in as well. Definitely Pete Rose. You know, so, yes. I mean, yeah. I, I understand we've got to punish them, 
and that's their way of punishing them. But you know what? Whose numbers were real? Like, what what numbers were real? Like A Rod hit, I don't know how many homers right. he hit, but how many of them were authentic? When are they not authentic? So the but, tough is those guys that didn't do it, like Ken Griffey. Yeah. yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. I mean. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's like yeah, that guy put up monster numbers. And it's like got overshadowed by these stars. And, and his yeah. career went like somebody's normal career would. He, he was healthy, healthy, and he got to a certain age and he started suffering injuries. And that's why his numbers fell fell down. I mean, he still had 630 homers. Yeah. But I mean, if he had stayed healthy, he would have been the one. That's a great homers. example right there because he was like overshadowed. And he was a phenom. I just, yeah. did you see the Baseball Network one on Junior? It's really good about it. No, I got to watch it. Very good one. And you're right, you know, they're putting up these monster numbers. He was putting up, like, in a three-year span, he did, like, 56, 52, 58 or something like that. Three years. Overshadowed, though. Yeah, guys were because these guys were hitting 60 and 70, and it's like... This what did Bonds top out at 77, right? 73. Oh, 73. 73. And before, you know, that span, he had never hit no, over 40. No, hit the 73. No, McGuire hit 70. 70. And then Bonds, like, three years later, hit 73. Right. So right. it took 30 years to break... Uh, Maris is in three years of eight break uh, Aguirre, so. yeah. and then Bonds at 37 years old goes from like 210 pounds to like 250 pounds, yeah. all muscle, like yeah. looks like a freaking linebacker. Neck, yeah, that's how big his head was. His head, uh, the Philly fans were the best. Hey Barry, can you move your head? You can't see the game. That was the best. That's the Babe did it with the hot dogs and beer. Yeah. You did yeah. the steroids. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm indifferent on this whole thing. I mean, it's like it was a part of baseball that baseball looked, knew that it was going on and looked the other way. And now all of a sudden the writers are deciding who's going to go in the Hall of Fame. I say, I want the steroids in my baseball. Give me a show. Put on a fucking show. Take all the fucking steroids you want. I just, that's what I want. I'm just... Uh, definitely the owners and everybody looked away because they they Summer of Sosa McGuire uh, fucking were making baseball so went money, blew yeah. up even yeah. more so. And then you're right, McBond's then is like, oh, this is not right. I gotta get mine too. Yeah. He did. <laughs> I mean, he was such a jerk in the eyes of the press. Imagine if he didn't do it. He could have right now be looking back and say, hey, I told you they were they were they were cheating. I told you, look at me, I did it the right way. ESPN's doing the documentary on you, the baseball era, but you stay clean. And then he could bring, you know, he would if he's smart, well, public, you know, good market, bringing Ken Griffey Jr. and stuff like that, like like. These are the guys. These are the superheroes. These are the real. Yeah. You know, then he yeah. could. He would have looked like a stud. Like yeah. I told you, they were cheating. Look at my numbers. Mine were clean. I did this. Now he would. Be, you know, people would be banging down his door for yeah. everything. But now it's like, yeah. and he was so smug about it. And the funny thing is, Jimmy, he had already gotten paid. Real Bonds already got paid. Bonds was in in San Francisco. He got paid. He didn't do it for money. He did it for ego. He did it for ego. He had a great big ego. It's a shame. He was a great. He was great. McGuire, great home run hitter all the way back. Always had the injuries. But that freaking guy, like, was on steroids from Oakland all the way. Well, you know who his teammates were from? Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. Jose He was like ground zero, you know? Wherever he went, trouble followed. Who did he play with? Rafael Palmeiro. Who got caught? Rafael and he outed everybody. He's like, he didn't care. He didn't give a shit. He did. And when he first if he was in the mob, he would have been dead a long time. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, he, he outed everybody. And when he first started telling people, like, no way, no way. And then later on, he went back, like, yep, yep, yep. And then you look at all these A Rod. A Rod played with who? Jose Canseco in Texas, right? Nobody's even asking him. He's just telling. 
it, it almost reminds me of this wedding I was at, and then somebody's phone goes off. We're walking out, and the guy goes, it was her phone. <laughs> no, like, we nobody's didn't. asking. Nobody's saying anything. Oh, but you're just telling. You're just no, telling. No, he didn't. Yeah, no. Was, He's like the kid in the front row. Teacher, the bell rings. Aren't you going to ask us for our homework? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's like, it's you, like you do that. Like, like, there's always you double take. Guys were like, 
because it's 1900, and they're just like England, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas does not give he a don't shit. Care. He don't I'm operating my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. good, man. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, definitely check out Peaky Blinders. That's my new favorite, man. So, all right, we're on to our Mount Rushmore. All right. Mount Rushmore is probably going to take up some time. Pretty hot here. Um, it's, a, it's a hot one. We're all sweating. Yeah, but the beers are keeping it cool. The beer does keep it cool. down a little bit. So our Mount Rushmore today, since uh, we've got Andrew, Mr. Michigan, with us. Why don't you tell Jimmy how you became a Michigan fan? Because I thought it was a pretty Michigan? cool story. My mother's from uh, Michigan. She oh, was okay. from uh, West Detroit. Um, yeah, her parents were Polish, Polish background, but uh, her uh, two of her... I think her nephew and niece went to the U of M, and so like I could remember being in trouble like ten, nine years old, and you know watching TV. She's like, well, how's Michigan doing? So I just you know from a football perspective, just watch Michigan and it's basketball, and it's yeah. just like everything. It just yeah. you know just joined it that way. I became a fan. That's just like the uh, uh, it's just I don't want to get too much. It's like uh, my mom, you know, she died of cancer. Like, 20 years ago or something, but one of the great, okay, I think so one of the ha- happiest things I think she ever saw, because she knew, she was happy I was a Michigan fan because of her family and stuff like that, but uh, when uh, Desmond Howard ran the touchdown back against the, the South uh, guys, I, I was, was going, was Ohio State, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 and I was just like, amazing, and it was like that look, I sometimes give my guys, I, I'm just happy for, you're happy, and it's, yeah. I was watching that with Sue, and I, uh, I remember. Like, he, he scores that touchdown. Oh, it was amazing. And does the Heisman pose. Give that man the Heisman. you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And it was like, God damn, what can't this guy do? Yeah, remember, you turned two kicks in that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. from Packers. He was MVP. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he made a great catch that year against Notre Dame. Uh, laid out. Yeah. Yeah. Corner. Yep. Uh, yep. Elvis Gorback was a quarterback, and he lay out. And Elvis Gorback, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, needed a vow. <laughs> John Madden said, God, that just seems like he needs a vow in there. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's good. So, uh, what was it, two years ago now, we're sitting there at swim practice, and I come up to Andrew, and I was like, hey, I still have this opportunity to go to Michigan. I'll go with you. <laughs> was on a, what was that? A Wednesday night, yeah, a, and we left on Friday. It was like something. Like oh, oh, oh! Yeah, it, we were at your science college swim yeah. practice, and and, and you're like, and you're like, because you told me in the summer about it, and I remember walking out of the pool, just shaking my head, looking at you, like, dude, I gotta go with you. And it was just very generous. I that Friday night you leave. Yes. Don't forget. And then uh, we saw it, and it was like. And I was like, dude, that's good. I'll, I'll figure it out for the hotel and had stayed at a nice place. Uh, nice. Remember when the ESPN group was at our breakfast? We did the breakfast buffet and the ESPN group was there. And then uh, you saw, the guy you was on our it. elevator. The one of the ESPN yes. people were yes. on the elevator. You, were, you saw the walkthrough with, uh, was it, e, uh, e, Eastern Michigan, right? Yeah. They were at their hotel. Oh, yeah. They, so I went out. I always do a walk in the morning, and Eastern Michigan was doing their walkthrough. They were staying at our hotel, 
No, football. Oh, is that who uh, they were playing that day? No, 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 no. We're playing it was, Penn State. It was Michigan, Penn State. So but that's from Michigan, though. I guess we were close well, to they're, Michigan. Well, they're like literally like five or, minutes from Michigan. I mean, they're uh, close. So they're, they were playing at home game, too. But they made the team stay at the hotel. Oh, same hotel as where you guys were staying. Yeah, yeah. and they did oh, their walkthrough. You, you sip, you yep, see, I'm saying. You gotta do the same. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I remember I came back from the bar that night, and they had, uh, please, you know, we've got a team staying here, and they had the Eastern Michigan helmet there, and I put the fucking helmet yeah, on. It's like, <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. That's still a place I would, I, I've never seen a game at the Big House. I would love to go to the Big House and watch a game. Matt and the Horseshoe would love to go. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I tell you, Jimmy, it was like one of those things that, you know, you just walk in and I'm just like, and our seats were incredible. Yeah, well, just the whole experience. Your uh, uh, colleagues were just yeah. such nice people and hospitality. It was, it was just, it was probably like top 15 best day of my life. <laughs> and Michigan yeah. destroyed Penn State. And it was one, uh, the, one of the great, <laughs> one of the great running backs from uh, Michigan football. And I can't think of who it was. It was like five oh, right roll, in front of us. Five yeah. rolls. Tyrone Wheatley? No, it yeah. wasn't him. It, it was older. older. 70s. Old, yeah, 70s guy. Yeah. Yeah, 70s guy. Uh, Shoot. I want to say Dave something, but. Like, yeah. And I remember him just sitting there, and they were all like... Yeah, they were freaking crazy. What's he... Not, I'm sorry? Did he have a son on the team or something? Not that I'm aware of. But once he acknowledged to turn around, and everybody's just... I mean, imagine, that's when you go into a stadium, and people are still going nuts for you. Like, Golly, that's man. What it's, you know, that's why I like college, because they yeah. always remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once you're one of their guys, you're always one of their guys. Yeah. Which is really cool. So Jimmy, Jimmy's Mr. Penn State, um, but so Mount Rushmore today is Big Ten football players. Okay, I got a good list. I'm sure players and gonna, coaches, or just players? We're gonna do players first, okay. then we're gonna get to the coaches. Okay. So we'll we'll let our guest start with his Mount Rushmore Big Ten football players. Uh, I, I assume it's gonna be Michigan heavy. Well, <laughs> hopefully the guy who's sitting in front of you is not on it because you can't remember his name. <laughs> and that guy who was five rows ahead. Yeah, no, I know. No. He knows who he is. He knows. He's up there. He's a player. Um, well, one is Woodson, Charles Woodson. I got yeah, He's my number yeah. one. Um, I have Brian Greasy in there. Um, he... It could, and, uh, I, and like my, what was that, 97? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, and it's like, oh, you can say it, but he was the ideal quarterback, fifth-year senior, play, put his time in, you know, yeah. le- legacy father at Il- Illinois. Purdue. 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 Yeah. Um, so that's why Michigan. Football? It was very tough because there's so many other Michigan, like Harmon. But I, I was just trying to look at who I actually watched. Troy Smith from a suck guy. I mean, he was the ultimate Michigan <laughs> killer. And Troy I, Smith was an amazing player. He was. We saw him play. Yes, we did. And we beat Penn State beat him that yes, night. Yes, we did. Uh, he sack. And then the last one, I, I, I couldn't give it to... I was refused to give it to, like, uh, anybody else. I couldn't give it to him. I suck guy. So I gave it to Pat Fitzgerald. That's a great Pat one. Pat Fitzgerald, hey. Good That's football. Good player and uh, Rose Bowl, a Big Ten champion. Who were those two running backs? I had a run in with one of those at uh, I was out in Chicago. I forget. They were two brothers. No, were they brothers? They were brothers. They were, they were Autry. They, Autry. There was two brothers that played on the team. But Autry didn't play. His brother was on the team. There was two 
Oh, I forget what their names were. I thought, I thought one was... I, I, both I running backs. Some was was it, I thought it was like a wide out back. or like a slap back or something. There might have been... They had a smaller. nice team. That was, what, 95? Uh, that was a nice team. Yeah. It was a couple years after. And they had like a two-year run with it, I think, where they went back-to-back Big Tens with Fitzgerald. Oh, then they went to... And it was Gary Barnett was their coach. Yeah, they had a Barnett nice... great coach. You know, I remember... went to Washington, didn't he, after that? Who's that? Barnett? Barnett? I forget. He came from Colorado. He might have went back to Colorado okay. because he was an assistant when Colorado won a national championship with their guy. Oh. Uh, when they had Eric Bieniemy as their yeah. running back. But, uh, yeah, he kind of bounced around. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great one. For me, my top four... Well, the first thing, I, I'm going to... I'm going to just say that I want to name players that I saw play. So I can't say Tommy Harmon, who I'm sure can't is say Red awesome. Grange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Can't say Red Grange. Yeah, can't exactly, say Red Grange. Exactly. I'm not going to say Lenny Moore. And I'm going to even pull out Penn State because I don't want to be biased. But, I'm I mean, not. when I think of uh, uh, Big Ten, I think of, you know, the, the, the old days. Uh, so I'm going to go Archie Griffin. Four, yeah. Two Heismans. You can't say no to that. No. Jesus Christ, he was awesome. Charles Woodson is up there for me. Yep, that's two, um, another one who did not win a Heisman, but was one of the most exciting college football players I ever saw. He, he single-handedly beat Indiana one time. Anthony Carter. Yeah, he was, was phenomenal. Yeah. He did not win a Heisman, but he, you'd watch him like, as soon as he gets yeah, the ball, I, he's going to turn his that. game around. Yes. Um, and then the last one I'll go with, jeez, um, there's so many good ones. I, I, I'd go with probably... Ron Dane was pretty damn good. He put up some really big numbers. This is um, what sucks about going last. Yeah, but I mean... But Ron Dane's numbers. You know, but Wisconsin I mean... Yeah, Ron Dane's yeah. Wisconsin, for he a while the, there, was just putting... the record, didn't he? Oh, producing he, back after he did, back he, after he back. He has the record right and Ron Dane, then he had Monty Ball. Monty Ball, White, and Bone, Bone, and Clay. And you forget yeah. half the guys. He just had one last year. Yeah, they, they always, yeah. when they got those big, giant farm boys blocking yeah. for them. Well, one of the greatest well, linemen, Joe Ron Thomas. Ron Dane was from Jersey. You know? Joe Thomas. Who's right. that? Ron Dane was from Jersey. They, they had a nice Jersey connection. So I think so was White. James and yeah, yeah, what's yeah. his name? He was on the Eagles. They made that catch in the Super Bowl. Yes, Corey Clement. Corey Clement's from Jersey. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. got a nice, so I mean, there's my guys. I mean, they're, they're game breakers, you know. So I got Woodson, Archie yeah, Griffin. Awesome, yeah. I got Ron Dane on there. I had, you know, just, I listed some names just for... I knew that they would be out of our time. Red Grange and Dick, Dick Buckus, uh, both Illinois guys. But I got to go to Lavar Arrington. Well, he was he was a show. You know I love my defense. Yeah. Lavar Arrington in college was such a game changer. How about the Lavar Leap? Lavar Leap. How many times he blocked a, block a kick? He blocked one. It was hit him he was in the chest. Game changer. Yeah, just ask Drew Brees about it. And I had Drew Brees on here. Drew Brees. Or, I, I was going to go with Drew. I was thinking about Drew Brees. He was Drew Brees was amazing. They were they were I a decent team. coach. Oh uh, uh, yeah. What, what the hell was that guy's name? Joe. Uh, Joe Back. He was from Wyoming before that. He was an older guy. Yeah, Tillman. Joe Tillman. Yeah, he was very good. He had, and and because there was another good quarterback at Purdue after, um, and I think he also went to the pros uh, after Brees. Yeah. Yeah. He was very good. And it was Tillman had that nice little run. Yeah, yeah he had, he's the one who came up with the bubble I screen. Went to, and, um, I went to uh, Penn State Purdue game when Blue, Breeze was there. Yeah. And uh, I actually I saw was, Purdue. It was actually homecoming for Penn State. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, Jesus Christ, he was amazing. And they had, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike Allstott played with Drew Breeze? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he was a running back. But there's so many great players in the Big Ten. Yeah. Just go on and on and yeah. on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you regained. Everyone I had on my list. You all the way back. Oh yeah. From that team, everyone on my list. I mean, because I had Ron Dane as well. All right, let's go coaches. Coaches is a lot easier until you get to number four. Mm, okay. I mean, it, for me, I mean, again, I'll pull out Paterno because I don't want to be biased. You got to. You got to put mean, Paterno in there, Jimmy. But, I mean, if you when, when you think the Big Ten, who do you think of? Bo and Woody. So, yeah. one and two. There they are right there. Yeah, I got those um, two. Then, I'm sorry, but you got to go with Urban Myers. I don't like the guy. I think he cheats like hell, but you look at his I record. Him off my list. Look at his record. He's phenomenal. And then the fourth guy, I mean, it, for me, it's kind of a toss-up because there's two guys who turned around two dead programs. One is Hayden Fry. I got him. Iowa's dead. And then he came in, and now look at him. They're still reveling. Or you could go with Barry Alvarez. Yeah, there he is. Same thing. <laughs> Wisconsin was dead. He came in and turned them around. Yeah. So, but, you know, Urban Myers, if you look at his record, he is a great motivator. I think he cheated, and, you know, I don't know if they'll ever prove that. They probably assassinated all the witnesses by now, no loose ends, but uh, what do you got? his record. Not so fast, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lee Crusoe. Uh, Where's your answer? Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Now, and it's tough because I, I want to say people like, I, I, you know, you, you've seen, seen on TV whether, what, um, but I, you know, Watch Bell and Woody, and you see all the docs on those guys. Definitely Joe Pop. There's not even a question. I mean, I can't believe Joe Pop, dude. Well, it's I like, mean, I would put Joe Pop just about everywhere. So I, I, I mean, I got him at number one. It, it, it's it's I, we could get into like a sidebar about like you, you, you're all right, all right Joe Pop, but when you say I I have I uh, have something against Barry Alvarez and. Iowa, just because some of the people from Iowa were so mean to me when I, when I was there, when I was, uh, there was one of my clients, they were just like the nastiest people to me, so I, 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 I love the do, wrestling man. program, because there's all PA Great. kids there, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, um, I want to say Fitzgerald, just to, because he's Northwestern, and he makes them relevant, and they're always honest to gosh good, I mean, that's just like the fourth. Uh, you got Bell and Woody. Yeah. And Joe Pop. Yeah, and probably Jim yeah. Harbaugh. So I, 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 I don't want to slide that in there, but that's what my four are. I mean, I, I listed a bunch, but, my, you know, my top three were Woody, Bo, and Joe. So those were my top three, and then I said, you know, we can have conversations around the rest. You named Barry Alvarez and Aiden Fry. I had them. Uh, two that you Kurt Ferris? Kurt Ferris. Two that you guys didn't name that I like both these guys. Jim Trestle. Trestle is good. Yep, the best. The best. Turned Ohio State around. I mean, Ohio right. State's Ohio State. Blue Carr was very good. Blue very Carr good. was okay in Michigan. I thought he was very good. He, he, he was. I saw him at the airport. He one. dominated Ohio State for what, 10 nice years? Guy. Yeah, he did. That was one of the one national titles. And then after he left. You know, again, there, there's a program, and it kind of cracks me up with some of these programs. Like Nebraska hasn't been the same. Osborne retires, they put Frank Solich in there, and they were so used to win the national title. Solich, God forbid, he only won 11 games. Yeah. And they got rid of him. Nebraska hasn't been the same since. That was nearly 20 years ago. And Frank Solich was a great coach. And Lloyd Carr was good, but he didn't beat uh, Trestle oh. for a few years, and they got rid of him. And uh, uh, Sorry, but Michigan hasn't really been the same since. They, I, well, with Harbaugh, you know, you, you see that glimmer. Um, you know, Harbaugh's best year was his first year. I mean, a couple years ago, right? I mean, we, uh, we it, sat there at that bar here and... Remember Michigan Ohio State? We couldn't believe it. Oh, they killed. They just, I mean, this Ohio year State just crushed them. Drop ball. If uh, 
Ronnie, poor Ronnie Bell doesn't drop that ball. They get it every yeah. time with Penn yeah, State. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They destroy Notre Dame. The, the key, really, at, at for Jim Harbaugh, in my mind, is Ohio State. He can't freaking yeah. beat him. And JT was short, and he got robbed that year. And oh, Michigan, yeah, yeah. Michigan yeah. State game that year, I feel like he kind of got screwed a little bit, too. But yeah. Who's the year with the punt? Uh, it was Michigan, I, Michigan State. Michigan yeah, it was State. Michigan State. Gosh. And that's just... I don't think that's Michigan just football State, right there. That's like fantasy football. I don't, football. I don't think Michigan State's going to be saying now that uh, the Antonio's gone. And he was on my list, by the way. Oh, he's he's good. Because Mark D'Antoni, what he did at Michigan State with all those schools, all those schools, and all the attention they get, the Penn, he goes up against Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State every year, and somehow he keeps Michigan State in the conversation yeah. every year. And when he recruits, he doesn't recruit like five stars. He gets oh, three star guys and turns them into five stars. Well, that's that, you look at Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah. he, I think he was what two, three stars. Connor right? Cook, same thing. Another one. Yeah. Uh, he, it, false. I, I, Nick Foles didn't go to Michigan State. He went to, he well, went he to Arizona after he oh, that's was right. at that's right. After after he was at Michigan State. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, Kirk Cousins <laughs> he was there with Kirk Cousins. Chris Cousins, from a a, a, a town family, he's still in the league. Well, Cook, isn't, I don't think he is any longer. Yeah. Think he's he's a second, no, I think he's a second team or a third string on the Raiders. Okay, right. okay. Yeah. But he diamonds and roughs. Oh, with that uh, linebacker a few years ago, it's kind of scummy. Uh, Bullock? Yes. <laughs> yes. But I love Mark D'Antoni. So he was a great player. Or what? He just retired. He just retired. And, you know, if you think about before he got there, they'd be up and down, up and down. They were like a, a, a roller coaster. Great year, baby. Great year. Or they'd start off 5-0, and lose one game, and go in the tank the rest of the season. And that stopped when D'Antoni got there. So we're sure about the three with a lot of conversation around number four. There's a lot of – there's so many good ones, yes. Yeah. yeah we, but, I mean, you know, we mentioned all the ones I was thinking of, so – so, all right, that's our Mount Rushmore. It's a, I love that category. So, college football playoff system, the way it is today, I mean, it's better than where it was, right? Where the, you know, you used to have the AP and the UPI back in the yeah. day, and you were like, yeah. you waiting on pins and needles. Are they going to, somebody going to jump somebody? And yeah. What was the one year? Um, 97, Michigan, Nebraska. And if you're going to talk about BCS versus, writer's poll, I'm sorry, USA yeah. writer's poll versus. Yeah. And oh, I mean, so many years. Well, the year Miami beats Nebraska, who was number two that year? Oh, Miami beat Nebraska. Oh, was that oh, back in 83? Yeah. What was I think it was that SMU. Was it SMU? Well, whoever it was got leapfrogged. Yeah. And I think SMU was on probation. They didn't play a bowl game. They were undefeated or something like that. Yeah. And they got jumped. It wasn't the year with the two running backs, was it? Yeah, yeah like well, the Pony Express. Pony Express. Yeah, Craig James Dickerson, and uh, Eric Dickerson. Dickerson, Dickerson and James, yeah. yeah. Great, James was a great freaking. I never guy. knew that until I saw. I guess oh. it was like the thirty for thirty. They were both on the like yeah, yeah. Oh, they were unbelievable. Yeah. And they had this little quarterback who was an option quarterback who was perfect for it. And Craig James went off the. I mean, he was great on ESPN, and then he, well, he was great. For, and it probably got on New England, Texas Tech. Or someone to Texas Tech. And it got in that whole thing. It was the yes. And it was like who's that crazy coach? What's his name now? He's down in Mississippi. He's just a real yeah, Washington State. Leeds. Who? Mike Leach. Mike Leach, great follow on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah, freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I follow him now too. Yeah. So what? What would you do differently about the college playoff system the way it is right now? Go ahead, Andy. So and it's like we have four teams, right? Yeah. You, you got to have a definitely. If anything, double it to eight. I think you get you get you appease like the the. 
world championships before, and I can't think of the school now that are undefeated for like two years in a row. Oh, like Scott the USA, Frost. yeah, yeah, Central the, Florida. Yes, yeah, yeah, so you piece that, right? They get a couple of those schools in there, you know, from a lower... Um, Oh, not the non-power five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida. Yeah, I, I think Florida. I think if it, for college, you know who when they start shaking out during the year, you know who's good, you know who's to watch, and you know, and, and there's something to be said, and unless it goes against Michigan, uh, if you have an early season loss and you're just on fire, Tim Tebow when they won the national championship, mm-hmm. I think they lost oh, to yeah. Mississippi State. He has the speech of all yep, the speeches. Yep, yep. Yeah. National championship. There's, so there's a lot of times where people will. I remember a year Ohio State lost to somebody early. It might have been 2014. Then ran the table. Was that when Juice Williams like beat them from Illinois? Might they lost to somebody very early? I don't know. If, I, no, they lost to Virginia Tech in a non-conference in September, and then they won the rest. Oh, you're right. You're right. And That's then they they won like the kickoff classic. It was I like I think it was like the first or second game. I was so happy that day. It was a September year. You know, they played on the like road at night and they lost a tough one. But I mean, you're right. That happens. There's a team who, or you think about uh, Miami when they won it in '83. They lost the first game to Florida. Ran the table by the end. They were one of the best teams. It happens. You know. But yeah, I I I would like kind of the same thing as you were saying. You maybe double it, get to eight. At eight, you definitely know. I mean, when there was only two, you said four, you definitely know. Mm-hmm. Eight, and then when you're number nine or you're number five, why not us, you know? But, I mean, I, you're right. I think make room for those smaller schools like a Central Michigan or not I'm thinking Central Florida yeah. or Western Michigan. Or there's always that Boise yeah. State or somebody. Yeah. Get one of those guys in there for sure. You know, that way you can say, all right, let's see what you got. You know, then I don't know if what they're going to do if they face Bama or Clemson, Ohio State or something like that. Uh, but get one of those guys in there, and you know you can do it. You can still work the bowls in because they're doing it now. Yes, it doesn't. It, which it doesn't awesome. consume bowl that much awesome. time. I, I, I'm like a, I, you know, end of season like December or January. God, God willing, it, it still continues. It's all the bowls, and you know, some mm-hmm. small school from nowhere. Is, you know, the, uh, half those kids first time they've probably been out of their state or something. You know, from smaller, and they're fun. And, just kids having a blast. You gotta do it. Oh, everything. Yeah, bowls, I, more bowls, I, more everything. I like the bowl games. Um, I too would say we got to get to the minimum of eight because there's always that team five, six, or like you said, right? That Central Florida doesn't yeah. get in it or whatever, and you just want to see what they do against the big boys. Yeah. Right. They ran the table. Surprise you. Yeah, Boise survive. State when Boise uh, State yeah. beat Oklahoma in a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Just give them that chance, and if you move it to eight, you got that chance. Um, but as far as the bowl game goes, the bowl games, uh, if you make the playoff system, right, um, you know, let it go to, you start the playoffs, but reserve those bowl games for teams that are in the playoffs. Let that, the teams that get knocked out somewhere along the line play one or the other that got knocked out from the playoffs. That's a great system. idea. Consolation games. games? Yes. So, because they're still in shape, they're still working out, they still get that one more game. Yeah. They could then, they're not national champions, but they could end their career with a win, yeah. right? And then you, you end that final game where it's the week after the ball games, like they kind of do now. And, week or um, two if you play an eight. Yeah, so I, that's what I would do differently. That's a good one. That is, yeah. that is pretty good, you know. Then, then you can see somebody say, hey, you know, I got knocked out of the playoffs, but we end up winning the Cotton Bowl. And it's yeah. not a bad thing. That's not a pretty good consolation. Or, hey, we won the Super Bowl. What is not a bad thing at all. Best bowls. You say Cotton Bowl. That's like hair. That's like everything. You know, the question bowl. then becomes, 
and, and this is where it helps, but hurts. What happens then with that championship game? Right? So you're talking the SEC championship, Big Ten championship. They have that now. What happens then? Does one of the teams just say, well, what the hell? Uh, we're not going to risk this. We'll take that fourth seed then. Maybe we'll get the fourth seed. Maybe we'll get the seventh seed. Instead you of think people are going to not want to play in the conference well, championship? Maybe not. Well, well you know, I, I think they make a requirement. You've got to win your conference to get in. But see, that's the problem now, is you get two great... Well, I mean, what are you going to do, forfeit the game? Now you got a loss. No, I'm just saying, I, I don't know what would happen. There's, there's what Norm is saying, that people do that, because it, it's like run like a tournament. So, for, and it also can play you see it in the basketball. potentially how they do their seeding. Um, like a PIAA wrestling tournaments, or you know, it's rumored that some fucking kid, they're they forfeit their semifinals match, stay healthy. They they already made it. They'll take fourth place or whatever. They're going to the states, and then they wrestle there. And they they and if they won, they could potentially get seated against a tougher opponent than if they lost. I, I think you got to me as a bull. You play the way. You got to play that out and see that happening. You know, yeah, is that going to happen? Probably, but I mean, when it starts to happen, then you got to adjust. You got to say, yo, dude, come on, let's play it out. You know, the reason we set this up is to be, let's be pure and see who's the best, yeah. not it's who's going to. You know, it's still a big deal to be the conference champion. I agree. Sure it is. I agree. You know, well, and and it's like you. I think we echoed this earlier in the conversation. Is talking yeah. about like no. college football, the history, the you know. Ohio State, those Sockeyes, they beat Michigan. They get the gold pants. And you know they love that. I mean, yeah. can you imagine, you know, that's like one of the greatest gifts ever. Sure. You know? Well, how about how many times, especially during the 90s, where Ohio State was playing for a national championship, they get to the last game against Michigan, Michigan would always beat them. Yeah, always times. beat them. That Tim Biata Patuku, whatever, yeah, ran all that. over the guy. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we're going to play for the national championship. Yeah, and somehow they looked past Michigan. How do you do that? Kind of long for those you know? days. <laughs> long for those days. Yeah. Thank God for John Cooper, huh? He's not on the Mount Rushmore. We talked about this. Who, who was... So how did Tim Biakabatuka get into that game? Somebody got hurt in front Tyrone Wheatley, I think, was the guy. It might have been Wheatley. Because yeah, I remember he, Wheatley in 94 was all. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He was dynamic. Yeah, he was... But I think he was a backup, and then the next year, Biakabatuka, yeah. whatever his name is, yeah. he ran wild again. He had a pretty yeah. good... Career. He made it to the pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wheatley definitely. I think his son is Wheatley now. His son on Michigan now. No. Uh, was out a few years ago. Uh, oh, the, uh, tight end. I, I think I don't. I don't think so. I could be wrong. Now I'm like second guessing myself. You're right. But you're still I remember his son being recruited. It may be yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we Tyrone Wheatley was he was terrific. I'm big very worried. I mean, like, we have these conversations here, right? We're talking right now college football, all these great ball games, this, that. It's all about the crowd being at the game. Sure. I don't know what college football is going to be like. In I mean, one of the greatest out. advantages is a Penn State whiteout. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's yeah. like a seismic event when it starts getting loud. You cannot hear. You know that. I am. I mean, you can't hear the guy next to you. Uh, it's short and fried. I'm shameful joy with the seeing sad fans at their home state when they lose, especially <laughs> Penn State to Michigan or something. You see the dejected. Yeah, hell, I know. We've seen basketball, football for Michigan, but that's a little bit exciting, too. <laughs> you see these sad, sad faces. But, I mean, that's, and that's really a part of football. You know, it's a third and short, and it's a big play, and the crowd gets yeah. loud, and you can't hear them. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that's now it's – I mean, baseball's one thing. 
You know, it's kind of weird as it is. But baseball, you don't need sound that much. Basketball, not that much. But football comes in because you're calling signals. Like in baseball and basketball, you're doing it with a finger. You don't need the sound. In football, you're calling a cap snap, a count snap. You're making adjustments. They have to hear you. You know? So the crowd is a huge part of it. I, I think so. I mean, when you think about sports, right, um, where, what sports do fans make the most difference? Football. Football, yeah. You Maybe know? ice hockey? Ice hockey's the least. You think so? Ice hockey is... I was going to say baseball is the I've least. I've been at Flyers games where the opposing team scores, it's dead silence, and it's like hockey, there is no home ice advantage. Maybe if they, you know, the Flyers, I, I remember being at the Flyers-Penguins the year they end up going to the Stanley Cup, and Giroux hits Crosby, very first shift, crushes them. And, um, you know, they end up they end up knocking out the Penguins that game, knocking them out of the series. And, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, Giroux's check really did change that game. But that's on the bench, right? They get the fans into it. But hockey, man, I don't think there's much of an advantage. They're out there playing a game, and you're in that little thing, and you don't, you don't really hear the fans. It's like they're playing a game, and... You know, it's like home ice advantage is not that big of a deal. And probably the least. I mean, there's been, in the last couple of years, the playoffs, where a home team has lost every game in a series that goes to a game seven. It was Columbus and Tampa Bay. Columbus knocks out Tampa Bay. It's like, you know, it's like, and, and Tampa Bay set the record for points that year. for uh, and, and they get knocked out by the eight seed and just... Uh, was the Las Vegas team goes from the eighth seed all the way up, you know, and and they reseed every time, so you're still getting that home ice advantage. And basketball definitely, uh, the fans play a, a part. Especially they do, but not as much as football. In football, I mean, it really comes in the strategy. Football is because you got to make adjustments. Your snap count is affected. Everything. Yeah. Uh, and baseball. I mean, baseball is more, not the fans as much, the fans do play a role, especially in Philadelphia, but it's that bottom, you know, getting that last chance. That third out in the ninth inning is so tough, you know? So, um... Call, call it a closer for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, silence is... When you but, I mean, that, at least they're playing. I'll, I'll yeah. take the play. Yeah. It sounds weird. It, Kind of looks weird, but good playing. Hmm. Did you see? The, oh, you guys didn't see it. They had cardboard cutout. Oh, not not at, not throughout the whole stadium, but yeah, in some yeah, sections. Yeah. And and I heard in some places they're charging people who are regular season to have a picture of themselves cut out yeah. in their seats. So that's smart. That's I think that would be awesome. awesome. But they I have people that. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. But eh, you know they're trying. They're trying. That's, man, I got a foul ball. I never get a foul. My, my cutout got a foul ball, but not <laughs> me. We both know you wouldn't have caught it. Uh, yeah, you would have dropped it. The guy in front of me got it. I remember being at a game with Dougie. Were you there that night? The whole thing, and it landed in my niece's lap. No. I guess it was just so Dougie had four tickets. I go to the game with him. We're in the Hall of Fame club. We had those seats down the third baseline, and um, my niece and her husband decided to come to the game. Uh, they were actually at the game, going to sit in the outfield. I said, hey, we got these club seats. Like, sell your seats, come sit with us, because Doug couldn't get rid of the tickets. So, foul ball comes, goes right through Doug's hands. He's like that, right through his hands. 
and my niece, they're eating, and is laying in her lap. <laughs> That's and awesome. Doug grabs it. And he's like, never got a foul ball. She gets a foul ball, doesn't even know. Well, dude, you uh, had a chance, huh? <laughs> as close as I came to a, a game, I think you were there. We were playing the Philly Sox. Jim Tomey's up. He hits one. And there's a guy, like, I don't know, maybe three rows ahead of us, four rows ahead of us. And the ball, I'm, like, sitting there, like, holy shit. I'm, like, get my hand. This is coming right at my nose. And then all of a sudden, this guy, like, four rows a, a, in front of us, jumps up, hit, hits his hand, and then, bang, goes back, like, ten rows. I'm, like, that thing's coming right at me. The closest, I, I mean, I got tons of foul balls in minor league games when I was down, lived down there in Florida and we'd go to the Clearwater Phillies the one day, Dunedin Blue Jays the next day, and I'd get foul balls all the time, they all stacked up. But um, I was at a game, we, we had these seats right behind home plate, you and me, right? And uh, so Scotty goes with me, and Scott's like, where are our seats? Remember you and I with the follow me seats? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, it's Scott and I are like, we just get there, we're a little late getting to the game, and we walk past our seats to go down, and this is at the vet. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, to go down to the tunnel yeah. and get a beer. Yeah. And Scott goes, that's, that's where funny. are our seats? And the foul ball goes right into our seats, right? Uh. Then, I don't know if it was you and me at the game, we're sitting there, and the ball comes flying and hits, it had the cement behind you in the seats, it flies right in between us sitting there with a pizza and a beer, and I go, and it's underneath my seat. And so I reach down to get the ball, and this little hand comes down and grabs the ball. Yeah. <laughs> right behind me. Little hand. Uh, that's awesome. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I got, there were so many close foul ball close stories. Balls. I, I lost, the, uh, my uh, aunts had season tickets at that on the third baseman line, because they were big Mike Schmidt fans. And the foul ball, I was just too small. And my, <laughs> It's like, it's there, it's there. So we just snatched it out. Uh, you know, another time I'm at uh, Comerica Park in Detroit, and uh, we're a little bit higher. You know, we flew in that day um, there for uh, a bank. Uh, so we got seats, uh, we, we're there. And it was just like, we, I had beer. There's a couple people that had beers next to us. You see it, you just hear it off the bat, you see it. And it was just like my reaction. I jumped up, started running. My favorite of these people's beers that come Sorry. back. I miss the ball, of course. And they're all upset. Uh, you know, the beer. That night, the beer. I was like, I'm on a business trip. I'll buy you too. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, you know, it was just like, it was, it was fun because it was just like that. You know, it's like, it takes you back to your child. You know, baseball's about yeah, kids and shit. It is. Yeah, it's it's generations. Hey, my dad used to. I remember shit with the old vet. We'd be at the 700 section and my dad and his buddies, bring your gloves, boys. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't shoot a cannon and it would reach us. And we're all sitting there. Every time there'd be a pop-up and he'd say, we got this one. Oh, gee, Boa got it. Yeah. We had no shot at getting that damn ball. You were so far up, there was an echo. The ball was in the back. And then you hear a crack. <laughs> we all be like, here it comes. Because I lived there. I used to sit over Well, the thing about, you say, you might vet the tunnel. Well, so, we're on the field. And my great-grandma, they used to just put a chair for her in the tunnel. She would just talk to the attendant, the Phillies attendant, to help you find your seat or whatever, and hang out. Just because she'd be in the shade, it'd be a little bit cooler in the tunnel. I mean, they even saw... So many games, they would get tickets away, but man, I used to be at that stadium a lot. The vet, that is. All right, fellas, we are in the books here for episode 13. Andrew, thanks for riding shotgun with Norm and Jim. Thank you. It was a good one. Yeah. So, all right, take a listen. Leave us some feedback. Please leave us some feedback. Thank you.